0: Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name, name
3: your, name your price. Ah, a tool, an idea, an inspiration to do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no, but to see the options that could fit your budget. Steve, Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited
0: by state law.
3: When you said he was going to cut his teammates' throat last night, that just made me laugh because he kind of looks, I don't know, he looks like some guy you'd see working at the Build-A-Bear workshop.
0: <laughs> this is the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by MondoGoal.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to Mondogold.com and enter promo code ROTO. For a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here is Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and JD Bazo.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. This is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com. This week, I'm joined by JD Bazo and just JD, because Skylar is on vacation somewhere, I think on an island somewhere near Florida or off of Florida. So, JD, I'm going to give you the only shot at this trivia question. There are three players who average double digit fantasy points per game on Mondo Goal this season. Who are they?
3: Wow, only three that average double digits. That's um it. I'm gonna guess Benny Failhaber. No. Javinko. Yes. Um Maybe Dempsey's in there. He is not? Ooh.
1: Um Now that I've said all of this, it might be now, now I'm looking like, oh, it's maybe it's just the Saturday sleep.
2: I've oh, ruined, yeah. I've ruined this um, question
1: already. How about, jeez, uh, Kamara? Kamara is one, and the other one is, is a midfielder.
3: I, I've been thinking Javier Morales.
1: It is not. Good guess, though. Morales is at 9.97.
3: Oh, Failhaber Fellhaber well, is
1: at 9.54.
3: Okay, I'm going to go with the other guy that I have in my lineup right now, which is Piotti.
1: That's exactly who it is. Ten point three two.
3: I'm kinda of surprised by that.
1: I am I was a little bit too. Piada's at ten point three two, Kamara's at ten point two four, and Javinko's at fourteen point six three.
3: I'm kinda of surprised that Javinko isn't blowing everyone else away by even more than that. Actually. By more
1: fifty percent's <laughs> not enough for you by the next highest <laughs> no. guy. Fair
3: not enough. when you have to well, actually, we'll get into it later, but his price isn't that terrible. Mm, I like that.
1: I like that talk. Um, we'll start off with the game that nobody seems to really care about this week, which is Friday at 11. Uh, I don't think MondoGo has any games for Friday.
3: I don't believe so. Yeah,
1: so, they're ignoring it, but we will not. We'll trudge on here for this game that very few people are likely to watch. Chicago is coming off a huge win over Dallas last week that we all saw coming. Except none of us did. I went very <laughs> heavy on everyone from Dallas and got nothing. Yep. Portland is now four straight without a win. Do you try to play this game on sites that allow it, or do you just stay away?
3: On sites that allow it, I would be playing this game. I think that Portland uh, Portland should handle Chicago at home, um, especially if we see Lucas Milano get the start. He's yep. uh, I think he's dabbled in two games now with about – Between twenty and thirty minutes, and he's looked pretty good. So if he gets to start, I'm sure he's going to be at a cheap price on other sites. I think Fernando Adi, if he starts, is a good value. Chicago's defense isn't that great, Um, and on the other side, I don't really mind uh, a David Akam type of play, or even maybe um, Maloney or Ship. I I think it's uh, if
1: Maloney's still around.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If Maloney isn't sold by then. Um, I I do think that both teams have been letting up some goals, so I don't mind either play. And I think if if you're playing a slate that has this game included, it's going to be an important one in deciding who wins all the cash.
1: Mm. Yeah, Portland, I feel like, went on that streak where they were pretty good defensively, and now it's kind of they don't seem strong anywhere other than maybe Valeri as usual.
3: Yeah, I kind of feel like... um, it's weird, like just Portland should not be struggling as much as they do given all the talent they have. And I think they will turn it around, but um it it's tough to rely on their their defense like I've tried to earlier times in the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean being at home definitely helps, so I think they'll they'll use that. I think if the game was in Chicago I might feel differently, but I may be right. just uh, you know, short term skewed because of what they did to Dallas last week. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, going to Saturday, four o'clock Eastern is the first matchup, so everybody's got to make sure they're they're locked in by then. Sporting KC at Toronto. Jovinko clearly affected by this um, heel injury that he has. He only played 45 minutes last weekend, and then was held to just three goals on Wednesday against Orlando. He has now taken the MLS goal lead. He has a 22 shot gap for the shot leader in MLS and he leads in shots on goal. He's fourth in assists. I keep reading random names, well not random, but I keep reading other names of possible MVP candidates. Can you make a case for anyone other than Javińko?
3: No, particularly not because Bradley and Altidore haven't really been a huge factor in their season yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um if if you go by the true definition of MVP, um, then, I mean, he's easily been the the most valuable player in the league. Toronto would be absolute garbage if he hadn't been playing every single match this year. I think he hasn't missed a single one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by both definitions, just the best player overall, which is who usually gets it, and by who's actually most valuable to their team, Jovinko is head and shoulders above everybody else. And I'm actually still shocked that so many people put up a fight um, to say that he isn't the best player in his prime that's ever played in MLS.
1: I think you absolutely nailed it. They're third in the Eastern Conference right now. 31 points, which is a little weird because 31 would have put them out of playoff contention for the Western Conference, but that's why we have conferences. So they're tied on points with Columbus and New England, so they are they get to the third spot because of goal differential. But, yeah, I think you, you hit it that, Toronto without Javinko is just a mess, and no, you know, even if Bradley and Josie were playing at their best, there's no way that they're as good if they didn't have Javinko. So he seems, you know, Sporting Kansas City has a pretty good defense, but this game's in Toronto, which I think certainly helps all of the the Toronto attackers. Michael Bradley is still kind of iffy with this as uh, a calf injury, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and. So they're not sure he's playing. Josie is uh, missed the midweek game because of a red card last weekend. So he's back. Dom Dwyer picked up a red card though, so he's out. Uh, so who do you who are you looking at in this game?
3: Well, first of all, let me just say that Josie Josie's red card was just absolutely pathetic. <laughs> um, that's inexcusable, especially for someone who hasn't even uh, been playing good in probably the last. I don't know. How many years do we want to go back that Josie hasn't really been good enough to do something like that on the field?
1: It's probably back when he was in the, in, Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, so who am I looking at? I am looking at Graham Zusi. Mm. He's at a very affordable price here on Mondo Gold, just 7.5 um Dwyer I would absolutely love he'd probably be my number two overall forward had he been on the field but since he's not I think you do have to look at Christian Namath for 7.3 million on mondo goal um, and failhaber's always in the mix but his price is a little bit a um, little bit high for me compared to some of the other players that I could get in there instead yeah 12,
1: twelve eight. he's the third highest price player in the entire board.
3: Yeah, and I think you can construct your lineup so that you can fit him in. I mean, you might just have some extra cash sitting around. And then I I do really like him this week, but I don't know that you need to pay for him uh, over some of the other guys.
1: Good point. Any defensive option you like in this game? Or do you think this one's kind of a high-scoring one to stay away?
3: Uh, I think that Kansas City is kind of a sneaky bet for, oh. for a good defensive week. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with Javinko. Um, I mean, he still does have that injury, and if they go down two goals um, and Kansas City just looks lights out, are they going to leave Jovinko in? Perhaps not, Um, especially when he's on short rest with that injury. So, I mean, while I think you probably have to get Jovinko in your lineup, I also think that if Marcel De Jong for uh, 6.0, Starts Tim Malia and Goal for five point eight. I think those are some uh, solid options defensively if you kind of want to take a gamble.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't hear in terms of players you were considering Josie Altador. Um,
3: I thought about it for like a half second.
1: He's at three point seven million, which makes yeah. you kind of think of it for a full second.
3: <laughs> um, if. I think Mondugol's pricing got less steep lately. Mm-hmm. I know it was it was di- more difficult to make a lineup earlier in the season, but uh, but this week I'm not having much trouble getting the players I want. So I don't really think you need to take the savings on Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's far off that ten point per game pace that we uh, talked about in the trivia question. <laughs> he's down at he's down at six point eight two, which I wouldn't consider very good. And, um, I mean, if you're Jovinko and you are within 30 yards of the goal, are you really going to pass it to Josie rather than shoot yourself?
1: (laughs) Uh, that's a fair point. point. I would
3: take Jovinko from 30 yards out versus Josie, uh, from the middle of the box.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a little harsh, but it's fair enough.
3: I mean, just watch every highlight reel of Toronto's last 15 games. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's been a little weak. Um, all right, next game is not until 7:30 p.m. Philadelphia at Orlando. I have another sweeping question for you that I've seen going on the internet recently. Is Kyle Laren the best
3: rookie in league history? Um that's difficult for me to say. I haven't been around for some of the the great um, young stars to come up through the league in the early 2000s. But I mean Kyle Laren is on fire. He's not doing a ton of amazing things um, in the goal-scoring department, but he's just clinically finishing nearly every chance he gets. I mean, I think a lot of people who were getting on Octavio Rivero earlier this year, who I suppose would be considered a rookie, um, they were getting mad at him for not finishing some chances that he should have. And Larence had uh, probably equally as many of those, maybe just not as high-profile. But it feels like Laren, when when it matters, is just burying his opportunities.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's always in the right place at the right time, and he's finishing correctly from that place. Where right. uh, mentioning Josie before, that like I feel like that's one of Josie's difficulties is that he, he can get the ball in the box, and he's not quite sure how to get that ball then in the back
3: of the net. Um, right, which is a very
1: uh, underrated skill that we have kind of mentioned previously.
3: Absolutely. Laren makes great runs for a rookie. And, I mean, it's kind of easy to, to get open when you're playing with the quality of uh, crossers and caca uh, mm-hmm. that he is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't underrate how well he's doing. I do think that he's kind of been in a stretch here. And I've watched a lot of Orlando's games lately. They're kind of one of the more intriguing teams to me. Yeah, they are. Um. And I just think they've been playing some weak defenses. Maybe not even just on paper, but just how they look in the game. And maybe this is more of a credit to Orlando than I'm I'm giving Laren right now. But there's been some really terrible center back play in, <laughs> uh, that accounts for probably half of Laren's goals in the last month or two. He's also huge,
1: or he looks that huge. That helps. So yeah, that, that certainly helps. helps, I feel like.
3: But <laughs> it doesn't really help Josie, so... Right. <laughs> I mean, we'll stop ragging on him now. Yes. But.
1: Um, speaking of the crossers, we um, got that goal from Luke. Have we decided if it was Bowden or Baden yet?
3: <laughs> I think it's Baden. Baden. I'm going to stick with that for now.
1: So, Baden got his goal on uh, Wednesday. We were both in a bit of a Twitter conversation about whether to play uh, Baden or Corey Ash. And my flippant response was both. Baden got his goal... Uh, but however he 's a midfielder in mondo goal, so you don 't get the uh the defensive benefit that you would get as you do on some other sites, but at five point one million do you do you take a chance that he continues to play this well?
3: He looks really good on the wing yeah um so like in the back of my mind i 'm just thinking he 's a he 's a fullback why would I pay for him in the midfield? Um, but, I mean, if you only saw him play, if he was like a new transfer that you didn't know anything about from South America or whatever, and he comes in and played uh, two Lu- games. Luke
1: <laughs> Yeah.
3: If he played two games like this on the wing, uh, you'd be buying him for $5.1 million. So I, I think you should consider him. He likely won't be in my lineups just because I don't need that salary relief uh, based on kind of the lineups I've played around with so far. But, but, yeah, he's a good option. And his foot skills have been far more impressive than I thought they were. Um, just kind of you assume that for a fullback, he's not going to have um, the best dribbling or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he's been good. His crossing's been good and accurate. And so has Corey Ashes. Um, but um, Baden on the wing is tough to pass up on some of the sites where he's listed as a defender. Mm-hmm. And
1: so then... In- because Ash is a defender here, do you like him in that spot?
3: I do kind of like Ash this Five week, point, yeah. Million. Um, I don't think Philadelphia um, is going to have as much trouble as some people are, are assuming against Orlando, okay. even though they're in Orlando. Um, and Orlando has not been good defensively lately. So... I do like Ash, but I don't think he's a guy you need to lock in just because he's going to get the clean sheet against a team that I normally love to pick on in Philadelphia.
1: Right. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Philadelphia, we've got uh, Christian Maidana, who is very popular elsewhere. But, you know, he still has. I believe Mondo Goal uses Opta stats, and Opta does not give secondary assists. So he actually is only showing with six assists on Mondo Goal, which. Uh, secondary assists I have some mixed feelings on I tend to be very happy with them when I have a guy in my lineup who gets them but otherwise I think they're pretty dumb (laughs) um but do you consider him in this game or there you said you don't really love the Orlando defense is it Maidana that gets your attention um Aristegueta if he starts Sapong. who is
3: it it's really it's really not Maidana because I think the way Orlando plays they really can shut down that um kinda of central attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think if you look at someone to play against Orlando, it is gonna be Sapong or Arista Aristeguieta. Um, yeah, those would probably be my two options. But Don is not a bad play for 9.2 on Mondo Gold, but he's just not um, one of my favorites.
1: So you, if you don't really love the defense,
3: then you're probably staying away from Tally Hall. Most likely, yes. Yeah. Okay. But there's not a lot of great goalkeeper options, so I wouldn't steer you away from him. I just wouldn't uh, kind of try to persuade you to take him.
1: I like that response. All right.
3: He's a good price, I believe. Uh, I think he's 4.4. 4.
1: Yes, which is, that, I believe, one cheap. of the cheapest starting keepers.
3: So, I mean, yeah, against a team that I usually advocate for people picking <laughs> against, then, yeah, it, it's a consideration.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like normally you would say, "Would you take f- a four point four million keeper home against Philly?" You would say, "Of course," and then yeah. you would say, "Wait, what team is it?" <laughs> you would right. say yes before <laughs> asking any questions, and then have that's true. Back.
3: And I do rate Tally Hall fairly highly. Yeah. I just don't rate Aurelian Collin highly at all, who cost his team a goal this week.
1: Right. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, that's that's an excellent point. Next up is eight o'clock Eastern. DC United at Montreal. Looking at this form table here, last six games, Montreal is second in the Eastern Conference, which was shocking to me when I saw. It's really, they're tied with D.C. United and Columbus with the 10 points in the last six games. But Montreal, unbeaten in three straight and four out of the last five. We were talking about uh, how good Piotti is.
3: Is there anyone else from Montreal you'd consider home against D.C. United? Um, well, I've been advocating for Dilly Duca, and he finally did something last yep. night. But I, I don't know that I would really uh, buy Dilly Duca here on, <laughs> yeah. on Mondugal. Um, I think this is tough, because their fullbacks are expensive. Yes. I believe Simon is out. He got a red card last night, I think. Is that correct? I believe so. I'm pretty sure that he did. Okay um so there's that i there's no clue whether drogba is gonna play or not
1: literally none it's kind of it's amazing how little um
3: right information there is about it and but this is a big game against dc who are near the top of the eastern standings and i i feel like if it comes down to the last 15 to 20 minutes and they need a goal why not put him on <laughs> um, so, I mean, then then that makes me think, well, do I want to take Adoro knowing he's not going to play the full game? Um, so there's a lot of things to think about with the Montreal players here. I don't think Mondegol has their other new signing, Venegas. Um, I, didn't see him. I don't think he's available on any of the sites. I was looking around because I even wanted to use him last night if he played. Um, so he would be a consideration, but I think other than Piotti, I'm just going to stay away. What's the best that a Montreal attacker can do against D.C. United. I
1: agree. I, I, I Piotti's the only one that I considered.
3: Right, and if someone and else does something, Piotti kind of gives – he's likely to be involved. That's exactly so.
1: how I felt. I, I'd be willing to take a sure thing on the assist as opposed to just having to depend on uh, the full dart throw of getting a goal from somebody. On the D.C. United side, however, I mean, we've seen Montreal give up some pretty big performances uh, to opposing players at home. Particularly David Villa, David
3: Villa like David five Villa times. Look, just kills them.
1: <laughs> so I said, all right, let me look right away at the uh, D.C. United attackers, and I see uh, Espindola and Saborio at
3: 7.4. Yeah. So
1: which one do you take? Or... Yeah.
3: You have to take a spindle. Up, I was going to say, could you
1: possibly take both?
3: Yeah, if you once you lock a spindle up into every single lineup this weekend, <laughs> yeah, then I would also consider Saburillo. Yeah, you have
1: to consider him, right? To do to get both of them.
3: And I would also consider Nick DeLeon, who is another guy that I always uh, say, you know, he he always has a couple really bright games, and he's looking awesome lately. Um, so DeLeon is another guy that for $7 million in the midfield, I, if you don't want to take up a forward spot for both DC, I mean, taking up two out of your three Mondo goal forward spots for a team on the road is kind of a big risk. I, I just always feel like there's always extra guys I want to fit in up top. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend not to stack two forwards from the same team. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely in consideration with Seamon out you don't know how bad they could possibly be with i mean simon is actually probably in the top 5 for the mvp discussion mhm a good e- good point probably easily they their defense would not be nearly as good without him and that's that's why they're winning yeah yep uh
1: yeah it i'm very nervous not nervous but like seeing some of the other options you kind of made this point that the the salaries aren't nearly as steep, so you usually can get the guys that you want, and so. But the ability to get Espindola and Saborio for less than Jovinko, and the fact that you could get <laughs> all three of them, rather easily now, uh-huh. is really enticing. You're also, but then again, you're you're throwing away, um, you know Kamara,
3: and Laren for eight point four, yep. is another guy that yep. yeah you're throwing him away and. Uh,
1: Higuain and Finley, we'll get to that game, but they're both forwards in Mondo both. Dwyer, thankfully, made the decision for us, so we won't be taking him, but... uh, He would have
3: definitely been in there.
1: Right. Hands down. And so, it's almost like maybe this, you know, you're missing a few guys, but you're also not losing out on Robbie Keane or uh, David Villa or BWP. Like, those guys aren't playing on the Saturday slate, so... Or Dempsey. Right. And so... um, is Spindola and Sabori, I don't know. I'm, I might have to roll with it at some point just to see what it happens, which means they'll lose 2 But
3: Well, you know, later on I might try and convince you to go with an even cheaper guy that our good friend Skylar on vacation loves. But. Oh, all right,
1: all right. Um, speaking of uh, guys that Skyler loves, we'll go to this next game because it, they are headlined by his two personal favorites, San Jose at Houston. We've got <laughs> Wando and Will Bruin. Of all weeks for Skylar to not be here, I'm just crushed <laughs> at this just crushed wando coming in at eleven million Uh, i've got some very big generalizations here the last time we saw a california team go into houston they got blanked because it was so hot steven gerrard said it was the hottest game he had ever played so that naturally made me go right to the weather um, for houston this weekend it's going to be a hundred and two friday saturday and sunday and then it's going to go to a hundred and three the next three days obviously they're playing at night Uh, because I think people might literally die if they tried to play during the day in Houston. But is that enough to make you think there's a clean sheet going on here? Could you possibly trust the Houston defense against San Jose?
3: I mean, you could because San Jose is a fairly Mm one-dimensional attack. Um, First of all, I don't think Steven Gerrard is an accurate representation (laughs) of of the two, two Southern California teams that deal with the Heat all the time. <laughs>
1: right. I think there's only one now.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, San Jose is, uh, I'm sure they get some, some hot weather. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm torn in this game. I like both teams. I think you lean Houston simply because they're at home. Yeah. They're on a good, uh, good streak of form. And I really hope that they'll finally play the, the three-headed monster mm-hmm. that is Giles Barnes, Cubo Torres, and Will Bruin. Because I would like to see them match up against a tough San Jose defense.
1: Yeah, uh, Torres is coming in at six point two million, and Barnes is a midfielder, so you're you're not. Right. I don't want to say wasting a forward spot, but you're not using a one of three spots, just really one of uh, one spot because you've got a Spindle and Saborio. But um,
3: now, yeah. let me just say this. Credit to Mondo for knowing that Cuba Torres should be higher up than Will Bruin. (laughs) He costs .3 more, um, and he's a significantly better player by far. And I'm wondering if Owen Coyle, manager of the Houston Dynamo, will ever notice. We'll
1: figure this out, yeah. Uh, Torres has come off the bench in both of his uh, appearances. I mean, this has to be the week he starts,
3: right? I really hope so. He's. I can't say enough on the podcast how good he is, and I yeah. can't wait till he gets a a full game to show people. Um, so this this would be a good one because San Jose they're they're a tough test, but they're not. Um, they're not like a extremely intimidating opponent, and I would consider rostering Torres um, if he starts. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, the only hesitation, which is kind of a hesitation for any game, is that rosters lock on first kickoff so four o'clock Eastern and
3: I guess that was my selective memory didn't want to remember that <laughs>
1: right so um, Mondo goal has kind of hinted that um, they're going to have some a late swap option at some point but we don't have it this weekend and so you're it, you know Torres is going to play right I mean there.
3: well yeah it's but just it's just not necessarily going to start on Mondo goal where you only get these three coveted forward spots. I mean, same on DraftKings, but it feels like on Mondo Goal, since you have the extra salary, you can't really waste a spot on a guy that you're, you'd think is only get maybe gonna play, thirty minutes. Right. Um, and there's so many other forwards we can fit in there. I, I'm. You probably, also get points for minutes. Right. So. I'm, I'm it's probably, not a lot. But you get them. Yeah, I'm probably only using Cubo on sites that use late swap. Yeah. So Giles Barnes in the midfield though. It's ridiculous that he's not only midfield eligible, but he is extremely affordable yeah. for, for the amount of danger he brings to the offense. So he's a guy that's usually in my Mondo goal lineups and this weekend's no exception. Yeah, eight
1: point four or excuse me, eight point seven million uh for Barnes, Javier Morales, a much better player, but Morales comes in at fifteen five. So, you know, certainly not double but Barnes under, I I feel like Barnes under, anywhere under maybe 10 or 11 even, you would really consider him, particularly in this matchup, home against San Jose. Right. So, yeah, I like, he was definitely, as soon as I saw that price, he locked into my lineups there. Next game's a little bit of a weird one. Uh, This one is also 9 o'clock, Columbus at Colorado. Colorado has scored six goals in their last three games, three home games. So... Who scores them this weekend?
3: Well, I really like Kevin Doyle this weekend okay. because the, it's amazing how much the Internet has blown up about Columbus's pitiful defense in the last week. I guess the transfer window is really coming to a close, and then everyone really wanted them to scramble around and uh, bolster their defense, which they did, by the way. They got a right back. Mm-hmm. and they they also got a a pretty good center back, so I don't know that they'll be able to help them this weekend. I think uh a fool the right back should be able to, but um yeah, I mean they're just the style of play that they have is not um conducive to play, uh keeping balls out of the net, so I think Colorado <laughs> at home is is gonna have an all right day even if they only focus on the counter attack
1: okay. Girl um, checks in at six point three million as a
3: midfielder, which is Well that's a bonus that he checks yeah. in as a midfielder.
1: That's pretty cheap
3: too. Um I yeah, I don't know that I would use one of my forward spots on a on a midfield or on a forward. So maybe I'm looking at just midfielders in the Colorado game. Let me sort and see who's <laughs> eligible here. Well, we all know that if Dylan Powers plays we should put him in for 7.4 million especially mm-hmm. now that he has a chip on his shoulder I like that a lot <laughs> um, but yeah unfortunately the, uh, most of their wingers are not midfield eligible on Mondo goal Dylan Cerna if he somehow gets the start though is a is a great young player probably a future with the national team um, and he's only 4.9 in the midfield so I'd I like him a lot he's pretty fast and has a has a solid shot
1: yeah I feel like I mean, we've seen how poor Columbus's defense has been, so they're Colorado's to score at some point. Like, I, I'm not convinced that Columbus is going in there to to shut them out, but I just couldn't put my finger on who is going to be the one to actually score them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think we worked out that Doyle's a great bet Doyle, and he's yeah. a, a great price.
1: Yeah, my fear is that there's not a single Rapids player more than eight million dollars on Mondo Goal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on the in the forward ranks. Uh, Maduro has Kamara, Iguain, and Finley as forwards. None of them are particularly cheap, not overly expensive. Uh, Kamara's at eleven six, uh, Iguain at nine nine, Finley at nine seven. Would you consider Iguain or Finley, you know, in that forward spot?
3: Probably not, yeah. unless unless you really wanted to go with a differential and you thought everybody was going to use Kamara. But I think, I mean, Kamara's just. He's exactly the kind of guy you want attacking Colorado's big center backs. He's fast. He takes a ton of shots and mm-hmm. shots on target uh are I believe they're more weighted on Mondo goal yep. in in our favor scoring wise. Yep. So yeah,
1: I think yeah, 2 points per shot on
3: target. Right. I think uh we want Kamara this week in um probably at least half of my lineups mm-hmm. to be honest.
1: Would you consider Justin Miram? He's the only one in that front four that's still a midfielder. He's at 7 million.
3: Yeah, I think I would. They're getting a lot of substitutes. Like They're getting all these transfers now in the midfield, too. Um, I believe there's at least two or three guys that now are going to be asking for more playing time, kind of. So it's kind of always a risk when you take their midfielders that they're going to get subbed out um, partway through the second half. That's kind of what concerns me, looking at a guy like Miram. Um, but Miram's a good player and we're kind of all forgetting how great he looked earlier in the season because Finlay just has gone on this, this huge streak of, uh, fantasy dominance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great point. Um, so any defensive options in this game or do you think there are enough goals on each side that you're going to get bo- burned? Because you at least get the one goal allowed points on, on Monday. Right. Bowl. That's
3: true. Um, well, Waylon Francis is out, so yes. that's that's kind of the one I always look at. I don't think they have any of the new defenders in yet for Columbus. Let me take a quick look. They do not, so maybe if—oh, this is a Chris Clutie revenge game.
2: <laughs> How have I
3: forgotten to mention that? Um, yeah, that's—I mean, if he plays at fullback, that's not a bad choice, and Pogatets is probably feeling some pressure. Now that they got this new mm-hmm. signing, uh, Sorrow, I believe his name is. Okay. So, um, poketets center backs are much more viable on Mondo Goal, and a, a motivated center back um, for five point seven million isn't a bad option if you really want to bank on Colorado not being um, that great offensively. Which, by the way, they're not.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Before we go any further, we just want to thank our sponsors, MondoGoal.com. Uh, if you're passionate about the beautiful game and fantasy soccer, head over to MondoGoal.com to get involved. They've got thousands in cash up for grabs in daily and weekly fantasy contests. They play Premier League, Major League Soccer, La Liga, Serie A. They'll do Champions League when it starts up, Europa League. They even got some FA Cup action when that starts up. you got to really know your stuff at that point. But um, goal even does these great global contests where you can combine leagues. So if you ever wanted Messi... With um, Sergio Aguero outside of a Copa America, you wanted them together. Uh, you can go get them. Ibrahimovic, if you want to throw them in there with uh, Toti, you know that's all up to you. Um, so the benefit that MondoGol has—they're exclusively dedicated to soccer. So um, you know they're not trying to kind of fit soccer into their regular uh, site. They're they're made for soccer. They've got these great partnerships with uh, a few of the biggest clubs in the world: Chelsea, Liverpool, Barcelona. We play there. Come join us. Uh, If you go to MondoGold.com, you can enter promo code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit and uh, win some cash like like we have for a little while now. So thank you to MondoGold.com for the sponsorship. Uh, Moving on, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, Rail Salt Lake at Vancouver. Javier Morales is the only player uh, on this Saturday slate that's over $15 million. Jovinko's the other one. He's got two goals and four assists in his last four games, as well as 13 shots and 15 fouls drawn. That number's a little skewed from that one where he had nine fouls drawn. But uh, do you see continuing at Vancouver?
3: I'm not going to bet against it. I think it's just the safest thing is to get him into your lineups. He's mm-hmm. been absolutely unstoppable. Um, Vancouver does have a, a fairly good team that can shut you down, but... Um, when I'm looking for a fantasy performance, I'm taking that one guy that's just been great over a team defense. Pretty much every time in MLS, it's not—it's not like some of these other leagues where you can take just a smothering defense and know they're gonna snuff out the the other team's star. In MLS, the the stars usually prevail.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because uh, you don't always see that. But yeah, I, I was—I completely agree with you. Um, so Pedro Morales finally broke through last week. Do you trust him?
3: No, he's gonna have <laughs> no. To, He's really going to have to earn my trust because I've soured on him quite a bit. He's still a great player, but he just, even when he does play, which I believe this has been the first week in some time this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, even when he does play, just the, the amount of times he looks tired or disinterested is, is a little much for me. And I'd rather spend my money somewhere else. He's $10.7 okay. yeah. And, and you're really banking on, um, at this point, until he shows us more, you're really banking on some free free kick action. And if Ramondo plays, uh, he's fairly good against free kicks. So I don't know that I'm on Morales. I'm probably more so would be looking at Rivero in my forward spot for 8.8. 8.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting uh, one. And is Rosales back? I, I don't
3: know. The the one thing about his, him is I never consider him. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
1: And what about uh, – I'll let you speak on um, Skyler's boy, Tic-Hara, If he, Do you think he slips his way in to a starting job?
3: Uh, he very well could. He's not as well-suited for Mondo goal as some of the other sites simply because of less passing, less yeah. touches. He's kind of a guy that he, you hope he gets his one or two uh, – really fast chances down the wing, um, and wingers just aren't as good on Mandigo. So he he's someone I'd consider, but once again, he's 6.7. You don't need the savings, um, at least this week on Mandigo. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably rather have Pedro Morales for 10.7 than him for 6.7. Mm,
1: okay, okay, I like that. Um, okay, that's the Saturday slate. The Sunday one has two really good games. Uh, s- the first one, four o'clock is Seattle at the Galaxy, and then seven o'clock is a uh, New York Hudson New York City Derby, Derby Hudson River, whatever we're calling it. Uh, New York City FC at the Red Bulls. Uh, Obafemi Martins may return. My guess is he doesn't, but he might. At least that's what uh, Siggy Schmidt's going to keep saying.
3: Uh, this. Sig- Siggy kind of feels like the Bill Belichick of totally. the
1: MLS. Totally. Actually, I always gave that one to Arena, but
3: well, Arena kind yeah, of says whatever he
1: wants. Belichick just doesn't <laughs> say anything, so maybe that's the difference.
3: I guess I just like Arena, so I don't consider him in the <laughs> but, but I think that's a great comparison.
1: Um, thanks. So I feel like this game could be awesome or scoreless. So which one is it?
3: We're talking the New York game. No, sorry. I was talking the, Seattle, L.A. First. Okay. Um, awesome or scoreless? Well, I don't think it's going to be scoreless because we have Los Angeles playing. Okay. The real question is whether or not Seattle finally turns it around, um, or if they continue to be dreadful like they have for probably what two months. They've yeah, it's been, been a long time since they've they've been pathetic.
1: Yeah, Demp- um, they, In in fairness, they were without Dempsey Martins for a while. Papa left for the Gold Cup and then uh, had this little DUI situation. Dempsey is the only one back at this point.
3: Right. I mean, they are missing their some of their better players, but come on, they, they look so bad. I really hope they finally can get it back together because this is a huge game, and yeah. um, in recent memory, the past couple of seasons, LA versus Seattle is the premier match. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always fireworks in this game usually, and... I'm looking at all the attacking options. Well, it's only a two-game slate, so of course you're looking at all the attacking options, but particularly from L.A. I like Robbie Keane. I hope Dos Santos plays. I was going
1: to say Dos Santos is at 5.9, which is just...
3: <laughs> okay, if, if Dos Santos... Is this the first game on the slate? Yes. Are they the same? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, this is okay. the first one. So if Dos Santos is in the starting lineup and you do not roster him, you being any listener out there, um, you're a fool.
1: <laughs> the What I love about this slate is uh, they almost make the forward decision for you because uh, I, I'm basically not counting on Martin's playing. And if he does play, I'm probably staying away from him anyway. Uh-huh. So you're left with Keen. David Villa, and Bradley Wright-Phillips because Dempsey's a midfielder. So I feel like... I, I don't know how anybody could justify... In the same way that you say Dos Santos has to start, I don't know how anybody can justify not starting Keane, Villa, and Wright-Phillips. I'm not even sure who the other option... I guess the only other option would be uh, Gassi's artist. Yeah, More that's Alan interesting. Gordon, really I'm going to
3: I'm gonna quickly sort through the forwards here and see if I can come up with some alternative. <laughs> you're you're so, stretching for a differential at that point. <laughs> well, first of all, there's this guy named Sonies for New York that I don't even – I've never heard of yep. him. Christopher <laughs> Tsonis. Is he Greek?
1: Uh, I would that's guess what... that, yeah.
3: And, and this next one, Mike, Mike DeFonte. DeFonte. Never heard of him. Um, well, so I guess you're... a
1: bang could get a start or a bong, excuse
3: me. Yeah, you're not going to –
1: I was just gonna say you're not gonna play image <laughs> well, Nagel's there. You could. You could. No,
3: no, no, no. Um, you no, know Gordon's not gonna. Uh, got a start last week, didn't he? Two maybe two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. Maybe this past week. Um, I know he did against Houston in that stinker. Yeah. Um. Okay. The only the only thing I see. Yeah, I'd start all of them. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking Dempsey for a second. And I was going to say, maybe I could see not playing Dempsey if you want to stack Los Angeles uh, defenders.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we might as well just talk to the slate fully. Sure. So Is that where you go? You stack the the, uh, Seattle defenders? I mean, excuse me, L.A. defenders?
3: I think so. I mean, the other team I would look at is the Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, I went right to Robles. Right. But the thing is, I mean, New York, I... I don't know exactly what the status of Lampard is, what the status of Pirlo is, um, and and granted their their attack looked a little bit uh, lacking mm-hmm. last weekend, but I'll, I'll throw another kicker at you. Ricketts okay.
1: is not available. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, so you, uh, yeah, I'm
3: not. I'm for, probably not taking f- Fry unless you want to lose all your tournaments. Yeah, Ricketts and, is
1: still with Orlando, so he's on their game. Unless so, you
3: think Saunders can just steal a game, which I, I, I don't.
1: Well, like he's to. actually more expensive than Robles,
3: and so I feel I like you have to go really should be available on Wanda Goal. Yeah, but he's not. So Robles is the cheapest out of four, five, six, seven, eight. He's the thirteenth most expensive out of thirteen choices on this slate. Yeah. Um, behind Andrew Wolverton and Charlie Lyon
1: well don't sleep with Charlie
3: Lyon whoever that is (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean you gotta go Robles but then maybe I would yeah I'd probably go Kamar Lawrence he he looked really good in his first game back Um, and then I'd probably go with um, Omar Gonzalez I feel like you have to use center backs are, are an easier uh, position to play on mondo goal mm-hmm. and he definitely has a chance to, to get up there on a free kick and score.
1: So here's the other kicker though. With Mondo goal, you can You can only, only start four. Right. And so you're looking at definitely Keen. Uh Santos
3: if he plays Dos
1: Santos if he plays.
3: Then you have Leggett, you have Gerard, um,
1: yeah. and then defenders. Right, Gargan, who I looked at because he was relatively cheap. Um, Trying to think of Gonzalez, obviously. I think Gonzalez is pretty seven point one. That's not nothing. Um,
3: Well, yeah. Since we're really Robbie Rogers
1: is a is a midfielder.
3: Yeah, that's unfortunate. He is on most other sites too, I believe. Yeah. Um, Okay, so if we're really digging into this, then I'm probably going to consider not using a second Los Angeles midfielder, and using two of their defenders. Because I think you can replace uh, Leggett or Gerrard's production, assuming that they don't just have a 5-0 a game against Seattle, which there's always a risk of. Yep. I think you can replace their production with some, some of the Red Bulls or the NYCFC midfielders. Really? Uh, well, I think you want Lloyd Sam for certain. Okay. I said that last week, and he was horrible. Or maybe it was last night, and, he was <laughs> and you know I love Tommy Mack, right? Yes. Um, Lampard might not eat... I have to go to the second page for Lampard here on Mondigo, I believe.
1: <laughs> maybe the
3: third page? One guy I,
1: I was looking at... Um, Poku. And then, yeah. Uh, I it, it bothers me so much that he doesn't have, like, a locked-in spot, but... Uh, mix is also, uh, you know, one of the options to play in the midfield. Like, the, right. Because this is the second game, you're putting yourself in kind of a
3: hole. If I think Pirlo is the only one you know is going to start. And he's the one you probably don't want to. Exactly, exactly. Although I did see the number of times he touched the ball is exactly what you would expect, yep. astronomical, yep. compared to the MLS average. Yep. I think he he had more touches in his his first full game than I think all but like one or two players in MLS this season in that's a game. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe that's why they look so, so bad because they just continuously deferred to him. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's
1: exactly what it was. Did you see uh, Clint Irwin's tweet?
3: about Yeah, Pirlo? I did. <laughs> I, I saw everybody just complaining about Pirlo and Lampard and yeah. I, I don't know. I tend to, to side with NYCFC on this one. I mean— And MLS as a whole. I mean, I don't know how anybody argues that they're bad for MLS. They're, they have so many more people watching from around the globe, so many more people buying jerseys from around the globe than whatever bum center back these people want NYCFC to sign. Like, who cares if their defense is bad and their midfield is slow? Like, it's intriguing to watch, and it's their first season, so who cares? Uh, and I also like it because the Red Bulls are going to be able to run all over in this game, hopefully. Well, that's... How I about agree. Sean Wright Phillips? Is he a midfielder? Um, that's a good question. Or is he not listed? I don't see him listed here.
1: He, didn't, he hasn't started yet. That, that's my only hesitation with him. That. Right. It seems like they're very comfortable... But it
3: it is the show. double game week, and they just played, so I feel he's not on Mondo Goal That's anyway. Right, yeah. On That's other right. sites, I would consider him mm-hmm. for sure. Plus, you have late swap on some places. So, yep.
1: So, is there anyone from Seattle we w- you would consider other than Dempsey?
3: I think Tyrone Mears. If you oh, have, you would. The, if you have the salary, he's he's dangerous on free kicks. Um, Marco Papa's out, so I think Mears. If it's it depends. If it's close to goal. Dempsey's probably going to be a hog, yep. and he's going to demand that he take it. Even Agreed. though I think that Mears might be better on free kicks than Dempsey, <laughs> all right. Which could be a bold statement, but I, I'm not convinced. Um, but if it's like set somebody up in the box with a nice cross, it's going to be Mears throwing it into Dempsey to Chad Marshall, who is a a mammoth of a of a header. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think Mears is kind of an interesting. One because you're not going to take up at four Seattle spots most likely, no. and then you you could push a a second midfielder in there for LA. Okay. Um, but as far as some like cheap midfield options, I don't, I don't Sto think I'm using. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm talking Seattle. Oh yeah. Think, I don't think I'm using anybody. It's Tomas just gross. or Freiburg
1: or if you're yeah, in there.
3: Roldan. Yeah. They also just played uh Champions League last night. I didn't get to see the result of that yet, or even who played. I believe Roldan started, um, so I d- I don't know what kind of rotations coming up this weekend.
1: Yeah, at least they have late Sunday to, or no, I'm sorry, they're the early one, but they play Sunday.
3: Right, it's, it's not, not like a they have
1: a Saturday, which is what Toronto yep. gets for some reason.
3: <laughs>
1: um, let me see. I'm looking at the box score now from last night's game.
3: Tomas oh. is, like, the cheapest you can get on here other mm-hmm. than Josie. He's 4.5. Wow. Uh-huh. But how many times have we said his name on this podcast yeah. and how many times has he helped us uh, do anything, really?
1: Yeah, I-, I haven't won any money from Tomas yet.
3: No, nope, but I will say he has uh, eight or more points in two of his last three starts on Goal. Oh. Not bad.
1: Well, sign him up. Um, he gets a
3: lot of touches and passes, I suppose, huh? Yeah.
1: Pure little special. <laughs> Um. So I take it back.
3: Not not passes. I just need to throw it out there. He's ninety nine in seven appearances. Oh.
1: So the last guy I want to talk about was Dax McCarty, who I we have, don't really talk about at all for fantasy purposes because you just don't get much out of kind of the holding midfielder that he is. However, he had five assists in three games going into last night when he was blanked because I threw him in a lineup because he was cheap and he had five assists in three games um he also looked like he was gonna cut one of his teammates throats last night I forget who it was that he was yelling at but would you ever consider him he's very expensive on Mondo goal is the only problem I think he's over 10 million
3: yeah that's insane that he's so expensive (laughs) but he does have nine or more points in four of his last five yeah the one game he doesn't is 7.3 so on Mondo goal, I'm probably not going to use him. But, I mean, he does deserve a lot of credit for how good he, he's been for years and particularly how important he is to this Red Bulls team. And it's been said by smarter soccer minds than me around the Internet. But I think Dax McCarty could play in any league in the world. Wow. A little I don't, small. I don't think he'd start on most Premier League teams, but I think he'd be a great a great bench guy, a second defensive midfielder. He does he does great work tactically. He's very smart. Um, and he basically is, is a safer Kyle Beckerman just without the size and speed. He looks much more cuddly than Beckerman. <laughs> so when you said he was going to cut his teammates' throat last night, that just made me laugh because he kind of looks, I don't know, he looks like some guy you'd see working at the Build-A-Bear workshop.
1: Um. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks for the uh, advice. Skyler, we uh, missed you. We'll get you back next week. And for everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to head over to Mondo Goal this weekend. We'll be playing there, both MLS and uh, Premier League. We don't shy away. So hit us up there. And, J.D., best of luck this weekend.
3: Yeah, good luck, guys. And seriously, check out all the Premier League content, even though this is the MLS podcast. Uh, Andrew and the rest of the team are doing some great work.
1: Yeah, Premier League starts this weekend, so we're uh, there's going to be a lot of soccer over there rot- in, at Rotowire. In full gear. That's and
3: right. on Mondo Goal, there's going to be a ton of contests. Yes, sir.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rodowire.com slash soccer.